Hey guys, welcome back to the show where we discuss your emotions, how to manage them. First, what emotions are. What is the nature of an emotion? And this gives us all the information we need on how to manage them, how to become more aware of them, so we can go on to make decisions we want to make with our life. Fewer eruptions with an eye from the unconscious. And one way to look at our emotions, of course, is to look out in culture. Jung makes that great point. What goes on out in culture goes on within us. It, the, the two are not opposite. So if you think you're being the smart guy and analyzing and criticizing something going on out there, I think the reason why you're doing that is because you have your own iteration of that. Maybe not to the same extent, and I'm not you know, making some kind of moral equivalency, but that's a good way to be self-aware. If you're going to doom scroll on Twitter, you might as well try to gain some awareness about it. And if you find yourself, especially if you're attracted or triggered or, you know, just have an emotionally emotional reaction to certain issues, then then that I think that's going to say something about you. And that's what we're going to talk about this week. We have a or that's the context for why we're going to talk about this this week. We have a question from a listener, a female listener, and she asks, about something going on in culture. Why do men seem, quote, so angry with fat women? So she's not stupid, (laughs) right? Only, as the saying goes, only an intellectual would say something that's stupid that men just shouldn't care about uh, how large a prospective female is. Um, she, She understands that, well, why men would maybe not like fat women so much, but she's just like, why are they just so angry at them? And she has this good observation. They don't hate thin women who are ugly, which is true. Right? That's very true. So what's up with this? And she tries to minimize it by saying, well, maybe it's simply an online thing. No, but I think that's a mistake. You know, even if 3% of Americans or whatever it is are on Twitter, that doesn't mean that Twitter isn't representative of something that goes on in us. And even if uh, a small fraction of men go on uh go online to whatever 4chan or any other you know forum and express vitriol you know it's extreme vitriol to fat woman uh, i think that's an indication of something that's going on and if nothing else it's an indication of something that's going on in us when we have a reaction to it so what plus i think going online matters because i, I or, or the fact that this is only online it, you know, typically, or it just seems more aggravated on, online, I think that matters because, I, yeah, that indicates what may be going on. Maybe not why there's vitriol, but to such a large extent. Um, and so to analyze this, let's look at evolutionary psychology, which I think can be useful. I know I criticize it a lot. There's nothing wrong with evolutionary psychology. I think it's a great way to look at maybe not who a human is, but what he is, what a human is, so we can go on to decide who a human is and maybe who would be good for you to be based on that, based on our nature. I think this is what Jung was talking about with the collective unconscious uh, and evolutionary psychology is the next iteration of that. You know, Paradoxically, guys who are evolutionary psychologists are not going to be attracted or be very amenable to Jung's theories, but it's just the same kind of theory expressed in a different way, expressed in an evolutionary context. Not that Jung didn't put it in an evolutionary context. I mean, he says so explicitly and implicitly. He's clearly influenced by Nietzsche. Well, and explicitly, too. He's very honest about Nietzsche. You've got to be a Nietzsche scholar to understand what Jung's talking about. Um, And... 
Nietzsche famously, you know, by no talent of his own, but he just happened to be the first major philosopher in Western civilization since the publication of Darwin, of Origin of Species, right? So evolutionary psychology, right? It, it just says what are common patterns or what is a way that we will look at the world based on who we are. And one thing to look at, if we're trying to understand human psychology, one thing to look at is how humans are sexually dimorphic. Sexual dimorphism, it simply means the extent to which the men and women in the species are different. And one good way to look at that is by body size, through body size. It's not the only way, but I think it's, it's a good metric to use when looking at sexual dimorphism. Now, why would we look at sexual dimorphism? Because of the extent that a species has it is the extent that their role in society is going to be different. If you look at a species that's at least more sexually dimorphic than us, gorillas or chimps, I think uh, males are, I mean, maybe twice as large as females. I think, yeah, probably adult male gorillas can get up to 500 pounds. I think females can maybe 200, 250. Dogs, on the other hand, right, they're, they're pretty similar. And you'll see a male and female dog have very similar roles in their pack. And often the pack is run by not just one alpha male, but an alpha male and an alpha female. And then there's us, and we're somewhere in between, a little bit closer to dogs. I think adult men, human men, are, I think, 15 to 20% larger than women. So there's going to be some sexual dimorphism there, meaning we have different roles in society. Our sexual ornamentation is going to be different, not totally different, and there's going to be a lot of overlap. You're going to do you're going to do less well as an overweight man than you would as an overweight woman, typically all things being equal, but it's still good for, you know, I think it's still attractive for men to have a certain shape to them, um, you know, among other things. So, yeah, I, I'm basically what I'm saying, I don't think I finished my point about evolutionary psychology. I know you guys are just... <laughs> Super annoyed that I'm going back to this, but it's important to note that there's nothing wrong with evolutionary psychology in itself. It's just that evolutionary psychologists, the way they apply it, they apply it to every problem, right? And as I say in my now, of course, famous critique of evolutionary psychology that I have in the blog, we evolved, humans evolved, yes, but we also evolved the consciousness. And what evolutionary psychologists do, because they come from this materialist, brute empiricism, epistemologically, not totally the opposite, but a little bit the opposite of where Jung comes from. Uh, they don't look at the consciousness part. So they use it to explain away every behavior, and in a sense they explain away free will and consciousness to the extent that we have these things. Got a lecture on that online. Uh, search for that. So what sexual dimorphism tells us in, in our species is that we're going to have different roles, different sexual ornamentations, and generally what this means is what determines a man's attractiveness is status, is productivity. And this is going to be important because we're going to talk about this later. And what's the female version of getting angry at men? Do, we, do, do women get angry at fat men? I mean, eh, not really. Um, but I think there's another... <laughs> There's another quality that a man can possess or not possess. 
as the case may be, that would just immediately, not only does it, I think, make women unattracted to that man, but it's just like this immediate gross, ew, I gotta take a shower. I think it's it's that kind of reaction. I, I'm really well-versed in that reaction because that's how women react to me most of the time. Um, so, and so, okay, so what's the sexual dimorphism? What are our different roles? Generally, what this means is, yeah, men are productive and women exhibit health, which may include being a little bit thin. Again, you'd have to have an intellectual to have such a stupid opinion, but clearly fat is associated, how much fat you have is associated with how healthy healthy you are and all. I mean, this is just crazy. And this is why you can't align yourself with anything like the APA. It's totally unethical because they come out and make, I don't know how definite their point is about this, but they will make definite points about, you know, body positivity and, you know, the, the number on the scale doesn't matter. No, it, it definitely matters. It's not everything. And of course, you can point to me of indications of people who are tend to be larger yet healthy, but general rule is the the association is no the thinner you are generally the healthier the more you are at an ideal body weight the healthier you will be. And so, how do men determine health in women? Right? What do they do? Well, they just look at them. They just look at them, um, and. So that would explain why we're turned off generally by large. And by the way, I don't mean, I got to make this qualifier, I guess, because I'm not just talking about a a little bit overweight. I'm not talking about women who are indeed curvy, right? Not women who call themselves curvy, women who are indeed curvy. Yeah, women who call themselves curvy, right? Or anything but curvy, blocky, bulgy. They make the floor curve when they walk on it. That's about it, right? But you guys know my stuff. yeah, so I'm talking about women who are obese. Like, it's 100 pounds overweight, like a, like a big problem. That's what men are upset at. Very similar to what women get upset about, which is lack of productivity in men. Right? Women will get angry with men. I mean, they won't say it, put it in terms of, I don't like the fact that he doesn't make enough money. Sometimes it will be that. But I think what this really means, you know, how they really talk about this is laziness. Tuned out, which I think is like the universally unattractive trait that men have. Just being tuned out, not being present, not engaged with reality, whether it's her with some conflict. Right? You can have conflicts and you can lose. Women won't disrespect you for that. They will disrespect you when you lose and you don't even try and you don't care and you simply kind of give up. Because whatever, it doesn't matter anyways. So women get upset at that and men get upset at the large, you know, women who are obese or morbidly obese. Um, a, A lazy man, in a sense, is a fat woman. And it's interesting, you know, what else is um, going on here is both of these traits are changeable, right? You can do things as a woman to become healthy. Now, of course, a lot of women are unhealthy with this and they turn to anorexia, but I mean, maybe in the 90s it was different, but right now obesity in women is way more of a health issue. Um, And there's things that you can do to, to be healthy. 
right? It's, it's not like the, the government's putting some chemical in the water. No, we're just eating more, right? I, I, we're fat because I go to the store and, and you, you, you can't just get the dried slices of mango, which are, you know, bad enough for you or bad enough for me because once I start eating them, I can't stop. I mean, what kept you from eating more mango than you needed to eat in the wild is the fact that it's really juicy. It's, you know, it's a lot of water and you're eating the mango as you're, in a sense, eating the water in the mango and it makes yourself full. But if you just get dried mango, you will, I would eat it. I would eat it until I died if I didn't have a prefrontal cortex. Something like beef jerky, it's not like that. You'll eat enough beef jerky, you'll get full. You'll feel it in your stomach, like, I'm done. I'm going to at least stop for half an hour. But dried mango. But anyways, when you go to get the freaking dried mango, which is bad enough for you, you got to look at the packages and make sure you're not getting one with sugar added. We take one of the sweetest fruits, take the water out of it. That's not good enough. You, you can binge, you can distract yourself from plenty of emotions just with that alone. And that's what I do. And it's a lot of fun. No, it's a lot of not pain. And we still put sugar on it. And I think it's a lot of sugar. They had a lot of sugar to mango. Right? That's why That's why we're fat, because we eat stuff like that. And we eat stuff like that, not because it tastes good. I mean, it's insane, right? It's, it's like having a pixie stick if you've eaten uh, nothing but you know meat and lettuce for the past eight months. Uh, you, you, it wouldn't even taste good. Um, yeah, it just would kind of freak you out. Huh. What was I saying? Oh, yeah, so that's why, you know, we're overweight and, and, and we choose to eat stuff that doesn't even taste good yet because we just want to distract ourselves from emotions. And so men see this and they say, look, you could be more attractive if you simply took care of yourself. And it's something that you can work on. Now, if you're just ugly, whatever. I think a lot of guys will just work with that. Like, I, I know guys present like, or they can present like they really care about a woman's looks. They don't. I mean, we do, and we want you to make an effort and look like you care. If you're 10, 15, 20 pounds overweight, I mean, that's, it's just like a non-issue. Especially if you're somewhat put together and, and you're healthy and you have some something else, just something going on. You know, you're just not a total loser. Whatever, right? Um, only women would put that kind of pressure on themselves, right? And as I think it's Gavin McInnes who famously notes, and I think this is a great observation, that you know, women get upset at models and how they look in these photo shoots and everything. But who runs the fashion industry, right? Who who runs these magazines that put up this? Yeah, I think a, a very silly, thin version of what women are. I mean, now we're going in the opposite direction, right? And uh, Lizzo is telling everybody about how she's healthy, probably. Um, yeah. But, yeah, women and gay men run these fashion industries. Uh, as Kevin McInnes points out, great observation. Yeah, if, if straight men ran it, if models would not look like that. They wouldn't be wearing clothes like that, you know? They would just be uh, <laughs> in, like, tank tops or something. I forget what the joke is, but... It, it just would look totally different. So only women can put this kind of pressure on them. It, you know, it comes from anxiety. It comes from disconnection. It may be part of where this comes from is indicated in their reflection and the men who are online um, getting upset at fat women. Right? They're tuned out. 
complaining about fat women on, online. Women are tuned out complaining about um, lazy, unproductive, you know, disengaged men online. Uh, but the reason, but when women are tuned out, even if they're complaining on, right, online, right, that's not a healthy expression of emotion. That's going to aggravate it, make it worse. And um, that puts them in a lot of pain. Yeah, I, I know I'm, I'm all over the place. I know I'm being the exact guy that I'm criticizing here, the lazy and productive disengaged guy. But that, but I think hopefully this just provides good, healthy, you know, sustenance to my overall point. And men are tuned out, right? And so women are tuned out. They're in pain. They're putting sugar on mango. Um, men are tuned out because they're complaining about women who are too fat. And that makes them less attractive as they do that. Um, not because they're wrong about women being fat. They are. They're getting fatter. It is way more of a health issue <laughs> than anorexia. If you just look at the numbers, I'm not saying anorexia or believing that these aren't real, but if you just look at the numbers, as far as a health issue is concerned, it's, it's way more of an issue. Um, so, right, we, we just have opposites, reflections of each other, fighting each other. Um, so I think that's important to ask, why? You know, why are men so angry? Why, why are women so angry at, right? So you understand if I ask myself that question, if I even care to look at that, you know, why are women so angry at men just because uh, we don't make as much money, like we still do pretty well and whatever, I, I can make enough with my part-time job, right? My joke about feminism, I understand why feminist, I'm not a feminist, but I understand why it exists. Imagine if you were a young woman out in the world and every other guy you met is some is like some 33-year-old designer uh, making most of his money off of Fiverr and riding around on a longboard, right? You would think, well, somebody around here needs to start acting like a man. And it works both ways, right? Well, no, before I get to that, so, so you even get that, if I ask that question of why are women getting up so upset, it, me asking that question is exactly the reason. Women are upset with, with lazy guys because they're sitting around talking about something that, uh, that, that just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to your life that women get upset at lazy and productive men. A great example of which is in Twin Peaks season three. Notably, you know, famous for the Dougie Jones character inhabited by Cooper's spirit, but it takes 15 episodes for Cooper's spirit to really infuse Dougie Jones, this guy's body. So for 15 episodes, this guy Dougie Jones is totally disengaged, just walking around, um, and things just happen to work out for him. Now his wife in this show has a positive reaction to that only because he gets lucky, only because the red room, whatever that represents, is guiding him around. Um, and it's frustrating. It's really frustrating watching this guy who's tuned out. It's so annoying. And it annoys me as a dude to see another dude like that. But I'll tell you, I'm watching with my wife and she is way more annoyed by it. She just has this visceral negative Ugh, reaction. And she, like, you could tell the flip when Dougie Jones went to Cooper and he just became directive and was telling people what to do and we're going somewhere, we're going to get a, a private plane, we're going to get the Mitchum Brothers, you know, private plane to Twin Peaks. And it just, she's like, oh, thank you. 
you know, I just her reaction. Not because she had a strong emotional reaction, but I can tell with my wife if she brings if she brings up things multiple times. It's because you know, I told you this thing before and I know you listen, but it's so important to me. I need you to know to listen to me. You got to listen. It's that important. So I'm going to bring it up four times over the next day and a half. Right? And that's... Um, anyways, but my point is, is that guys are tuned out because they're complaining. Women are tuned out because they're complaining and it's, you know... Yeah, they're worried for reflections of each other, but we don't. But men don't get this way with uh, with ugly women, even though. Right. So by a woman getting fat, and posting it online and saying, "Oh, look at how proud I am," what you're basically saying to that guy is, "Okay, now I'm taking an option for you, out of the mating pool." Right. Because that was a deal breaker for you, and now I'm I'm act I'm actively flaunting that deal breaker, a deal breaker that I may have some control over. At least that's the guy's projection of it. Right? You're like choosing to be unattractive. You're choosing to be anti-beautiful. And it's, it's like an F you to me as a single guy is what they're thinking. It's an F you to me because you know, we talk about resources and zero-sum and, you know, a lot of therapists or a lot of psychologists, they treat psychology like it's zero-sum because they don't see, because they, they, they treat emotional ma management and it, how we connect over emotion, they see that as zero-sum, implicitly. They, they're not smart enough, they wouldn't read any philosophical textbook, to, but that's implicitly in the philosophy that they accept that informs their theories, a philosophy that they accept unknowingly, un uncritically, uncritically uh, yeah so zero sum you know it's positive sum you know one plus one equals eleven that's how a lot of interactions work economic uh, social emotional but one area where it's not zero sum I mean it effectively isn't you know because you kind of if you develop a life in which you know, you're around around people where you're going to be more attractive and around people who are going to be more likely to be attracted to you, then it's basically not zero-sum. It's really easy to just manipulate things and put a few variables in place that help you in that direction. Um, it's actually very easy. And it's almost too easy, right? Um, now, geez, what was I even talking about? Yeah, so you can control it. Oh man, I I just did not sleep that well last night. I'm gonna I'm gonna blame it on that. It's not it's not me being tuned out. It's just uh, not enough uh, sleep last night. I, I'm getting distracted by the notes. Dog poop on the sidewalk. Oh yeah, okay. So it's like dog poop on the sidewalk, right? I mean, we don't men wouldn't get upset at ugly women who are thin or at least try. It's, it's dog poop on the sidewalk, right? I mean, what are you more upset by? Are you upset by the nice, you know, well-formed, but not too dry dog turd on the sidewalk that some guy just didn't pick up? Or the more loose diarrhea-y poop on the sidewalk that you could tell some guy tried to pick up? 
but it just he tried his best right now both of these uh poops on the sidewalk you're going to step on them and they're going to ruin your your shoe and, and your day if you're like me the same outcome but one could have avoided it and the other couldn't have supposedly now i think you can't avoid it i take a lot of uh pride in my dog's uh poop it's gotta be yeah hard but not too dry just like that nice just by f feeding her consistently every day you know just keeping things regular so she stays regular uh yeah, I take a lot of pride in my dog's poop, is what I'm saying. So maybe there is something you could do about the more diarrhea-y poop on the sidewalk, but effectively you say, look, I mean, the dog's had diarrhea, the dude tried, whatever. If I step on it, even though the outcome's the same as stepping on the, the healthier turd that the, the owner just didn't even try to pick up, the outcome's the same. It's probably actually worse with the diarrhea because it's spread all over and it's looser and like gets into the, you know... Of the tread in your shoes. Uh, but you don't get upset at the, the seem-to-be-picked-up diarrhea on the sidewalk. You get upset at the guy. And I think that's the same thing with women. Like, like you know, women, of course, won't get upset with men for being ugly or being short or being bald. I mean, yeah, they prefer, of course, a taller, handsomer, more-haired guy, but they're not going to get upset about that. They're not going to get, like, an instant you feeling from you. I don't know, maybe sometimes, if you're just not that good looking or maybe kind of, but the pudginess thing too, it's just this unattractive, it's indicated by an unattractive trait, which is being tuned out. Right, they may not like you and they may not consider you as a potential mate, but uh, I've seen a lot of guys who are short, fat, bald, do well with women and maybe they don't have all three of these things but they definitely have something about them you would think well that's just you know it's gonna rule them out but one thing they're not one thing they're not is disengaged that is one thing they all three definitely were not one i remember it was so engaged that it was it just was comical <laughs> how engaged he was uh and how he just paid attention to everything it really you know, it's really cool to watch stuff like that. Um, you know, because I'm so handsome, I never had to deal with that, you know, that kind of rejection. So essentially what this is, is propaganda bias, right? So men and women delude themselves and they each contribute to this issue, whether it's going online and getting upset with fat women, going online and getting upset with ugly uh, or um, unproductive men. It's propaganda bias, right? You may be correct, Men are playing more video games, that's an issue. Men are watching more porn, that's an issue. Uh, and you're right, women are gaining weight, that's an issue too, that's a health issue as well. Um, I'm not gonna say which one's worse, nobody could ever you know, come up with the, the, the correct metrics to determine that. Too many variables, right? Can't say which one's worse, but they're both an issue. And um, you're, it's, it's tricky because it's true, right? You can look at these facts and say, oh, that's true. And you can even do go the step farther and say, well, because she's taking him, herself out of the gene pool, because he's taking himself out of the, the gene pool, um, then, you know, that hurts me. Because this is 
ultimately, when you get down to it, a zero-sum game. Of course, there's things you can do to manipulate the environment in your favor, way in your favor, but... Um, So what's the solution here? What's the resolution, right? It's to get these two halves, these two halves of a whole, which is what all conflict is, these two halves of a whole that communicate with each other. And there's a lot of anger and vitriol there, but there's also a lot of love there. Otherwise, you wouldn't get angry. So it's a good sign. I mean, not expressed in a healthy way, even if you do happen to be right about the cultural issue going on. There's a lot of love there. And, you know, that's what healthy communication is. It's... um this tension of opposites, right? It's like the predator handshake meme. It's this tension of opposites. And on one hand, you have kindness. And on the other hand, you have hatred and resentment. And how do you communicate both of those to, to somebody who you're with? How do you go online and communicate that? Or I would you know, say probably more effective, how do you communicate that in person to women or men you want to connect with? How do you communicate this side of yourself? Right? I, I think that, that practicing that is emotional regulation and um, yeah, the ability to do it is yeah, ultimately what emotional regulation is. Uh, so that's what's important, man. So I don't know. I just end it there. We do free consultations. Animus. Uh, AnimusEmpire.com slash schedule. Email Animus at AnimusEmpire.com. There's also a contact form on the website. Thank you, guys. And remember, it doesn't matter what's wrong with culture. It matters way more what's wrong with you.